gentlemen, you are listening to Can It Be News, where we get information from wherever, however, and it may be credible, it may not be, but for the instance of fun, we'll just enjoy it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of throwback to the OG original cast of Pod. Today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, fellow beings, is about Mars, the dead planet, or so we thought. Dun dun dun. I smell a horrible Arnold Schwarzenegger movie going on. Anyone else smell that? Oh, wait, I smell a horrible remake. Oh, God, that reeked horrible. Don't get me wrong, if you look at the two in complete opposite context, it's they're not bad. If you just kind of don't put them together in their own little fucking bubble because both are total recalls and just completely dissolute the fact that they're both total recalls, they're decent enough movies. However, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to break into the brass tacks. Here we are, a species of monkeys that are still killing each other over stupid shit, and we want to send people to Mars to start colonizing. To start terraforming. Motherfuckers, we don't even know how to terraform our own fucking planet. Or do we? <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> high altitude research plasma. <clears throat> I mean, harp. <clears throat> Sorry. Whoa, watch out. Careful. Start saying that harp word. People are going to start thinking they're going to be ripping your harp strings out. <laughs> See what I did there? Anyhow. So, ladies and gentlemen, fellow beings. We're gonna today's episode. We're gonna discuss a little bit of the problems of Mars and how we can do similar shit here on the planet Earth before we fuck it up and uh, fuck up another planet because corruption and greed. First question is: Why do you think we are going to Mars? Are we going to Mars because Mars is the next frontier? Because we want to be scientifically or are we going to Mars because we're trying to set up a new prison colony for the so-called undesirables? To be 110% fair, I'm thinking the latter one. We'll see whom we send first. To be honest, though, we're going to need to send some pretty smart motherfuckers up there first. However, just because we're sending smart people up there don't mean they're not going to come back. Which leads us to the entertainment factor. We have no manufacturing centers on Mars. Nothing to make any amount of materials. If we send people there, it's all going to be whatever the fuck we bring with us is all we're going to have to work with. So therefore, we got to get really creative really quick. And I hate to say this, but um, the people they're sending or looking at sending to go to Mars are people who are too pampered. People who've never actually had to starve, people who've never had to deal with it, and whose sheer fucking will will be tested. Now, not saying that a lot of these people don't have that ability. I'm just simply saying that perhaps we should test their ability with random junk first to see what they can do. In a place where... We have to simulate the environment completely, as best as we can. And I'm not talking about, you know, setting up, uh, you know, 25 people to fucking be out in the desert, to live in these little thingy-bobber machines, these giant blow-up tents that look like blow-up dolls, but for tents. I'm talking about starting from scratch, 
beginning of the beginning. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who partake, enjoy your moments, you have five seconds. And the old J-Man's not going to miss this one. Oh, happy birthday to you, lovely bastards. And it's done. Pause the note. Mine's still going. I still got like, I don't know, five seconds for mine. So if you, I mean, if you, you know, if you want to partake that fast already, man, like, that's, that's up to you. And happy 420 from my side. <laughs> good vibes. It's good energy to all of you. For those of you crazy enough to think about this idea, remember, you don't need a mask. I mean, you don't need a uh, survival, you don't need a full survival getup to live on Earth. All you gotta do is go outside, you're good to go. Atmosphere is perfect. Which leads us up to the fun factor. Ladies, gentlemen, fellow beings, with exceptions of maybe another one towards the end to celebrate. There will be no more celebratory. I know, I know, I know, I know. But this is for science. Gotta stay focused. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, time to bring in the questions. First question. When we're on Mars, what materials are we going to use to build from sand, rocks, maybe some metal, trees, rocks, oceans. Wait, oh, 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 yeah, 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 I forgot. We don't have trees or oceans on Mars, except for liquid ice that's in the form of frozen as fuck at the North Pole. Which, coincidentally, the old J-Man's been uh, looking around at the uh, <laughs> these uh, landing sites that we got going on here, and... Um, our potential sites are pretty shit. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, uh, we're not we're not we're not thinking here too logically at all. So uh, I've got it up right now, and normally I'm not so big on this, but um, I want to get the uh, shit right this time around to tell you that there is a viable-ish area, which from the topographical looks like it's got some decent ability. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen. The purpose isn't just to build on Mars. Eventually, they want to terraform it. So you don't want to start off by terraforming your first house, your settlement, under sea level. Because that's your goal, is to get the atmosphere back up and going. Which, ladies and gentlemen, leads up to the question, or leads up to the total recall. Other than it was a movie about Mars... The first one has a good point. Now, I'm sure a lot of you don't know this, but for those of you who do, let's humor the rest who don't. There's this thing called electrolysis, and that's where it converts hydrogen and oxygen molecules from water, or something that has water in it. Now, electrolysis separates molecules in general, so whatever else you got in there, like salt water, is, for instance, will make hydrochloride oxide hydrochloric oxide, which, when condensed together, makes some nasty-ass acids. However, when it's originally being pulled, you can separate the hydrogen, the chlorine, and the oxygen atoms out of each other. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what do we use chlorine for? For turning into chloride. Obviously. Or chlorine. 
Or, what is that shit? Salt? I totally forgot what the fuck salt is. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on one second. This is something that just, oh my Jesus, just kind of happened. Salt. This formula is for salt. However, this old boy boy here is having a little bit of problem with it. Shit, I totally used to know this too. Sodium chloride. Okay, so other than you need some sodium to make salt with, which I'm fairly certain we can probably find on Mars, we make an acid of chloride. Now, chloride or chlorine mixed with hydrogen and oxygen is a very active gas. It can do some very dangerous shit. As a for instance, with a purple light spectrum and hydrochloride gas, it will accelerate the molecules enough to ignite. Now, some of you out there are thinking, OJ oh, man, what the fuck are you thinking about? No, don't do that. That's a bad idea, right? Right, right, right? It is a bad idea. However, what are we going to use for electricity up there? Are we going to be using purely solar? Because obviously water is not really a way we can do it. Unless, of course, we are harvesting ice and then electrifying it and burning it. But, I mean, what happens then? You mix it back with oxygen and you have water. Pure, clean drinking water. Now, ladies and gents, I know Mars, right? Not a lot of oxygen, right? This is where the fun comes in. We're going to have to break this down into three steps. And by gone off there at the beginning of it. First and foremost, materials, as we were discussing earlier, we don't have a whole lot of them. Generation is probably going to have to come from a combination of burning water, or burning ice, and uh, turning it into water. Which, by the way, is a total recall thing, just in case any of you guys didn't catch that. Or watch Total Recall. Shit's good. They do uh, giant metal anodes that go into ice, and they electrify it, and it boils all of the salt water into water and breathable oxygen. Basically steams it so it turns it into an atmosphere. Now theoretically something such as that could be viable. However, there's not enough of a magnetosphere at the moment for Mars to actually hold an atmosphere. What has to be done is they have to create a just ginormous electromagnetic field that can stabilize Mars's atmosphere for long enough to be able to liquefy water into turning it back into a breathable uh, breathable ozone atmosphere sorry now the cool part about that is that truth and reality it's not or whilst it's man intensive to do some things can be done to make that work if that's the overall goal to be able to terraform Mars in the shortest amount of time frame possible Ladies and gents, time to figure out how to do that. First and foremost, we need materials, right? You gotta be able to make electrical conductive or conductive materials with low resistances. I'm sure there's probably gold and other materials on Mars. It's just a matter of mining them and then refining them. 
which in itself, how do you mine without, or how do you refine without an atmosphere? There's no oxygen, how are you supposed to refine things? Because if we're talking about doing a outpost out on another planet that doesn't solely require resources from another planet, it's going to have to be about self-reliability. What can you do on the planet that can help sustain it as well as, you know, getting resources and raw materials from the home planet? Like, there are things that we can get from Earth that we won't be able to have on Earth. This is, for instance, coffee, which you're not going to have a lot of coffee, ladies and gents, if you go to Mars. Tea, also not going to have a lot of it unless you do it yourself on Mars, though. They're going to be sending electrical components, uh, difficult uh, machines to make, things under that aren't extremely heavy and they can do in multiple loads. Not to mention, how are we going to set up a pad for ships to return as well as to land on? It's thing that's truly the easiest. However, who doesn't like the idea? Oops, what was that? And a memo of what I wonder. Shit. Fix my. Bingo. Nope, that's not it. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That was a brief little moment there for a sec. Going through a uh, couple try to find the lighter situations, but, well, on positive note, we have luck. Know how we lied about earlier? We do need to put some good vibes into the future. So, one, zero. Happy 1420. Now, ladies and gents, fellow beings out there, celebratory could be anything, whether it's tobacco, nicotine, mint, salvia flowers which won't get you too fucked up if you do the actual flowers themselves with a tobacco mixture instead of just straight raw dying raw dogging salvia which ha be 14 on my side anyway celebratory it can be a drink coffee anything whatever you want it's just a uh, kind of a general hey at this point in time let's all do something for the betterment of all and toast Huh, could just straight up say toast. Anywho, ladies, gents, fellow beings, now we're on to the fun part. As was saying, teas, coffees, things like that, we're not going to have unless we make it there. Now, what is the most important thing on the Mars colony we're going to need? Three things. Air, water, and usable dirt. Well, and power. Will be the more viable what we need right off the bat. Now, usable dirt, however, is one of the more interesting ones we need. Because we need something that we're going to be immediately growing that can clean the soils, as well as inject more nutrients in it for the next round. So, if we need water, what do we create when we're getting, or when we release ourselves? Combination of acids and other nasty shit. Salts and water. Hmm. Too bad there were no animals 
or plants out there that could take our urine and clean it. Oh wait, there is. Something with phytoremediation as if, for instance. Said phytoremediation would come from something with extremely large and spongy-like roots. Cannabis plants. <laughs> right? Cannabis plants, ladies and gentlemen, fellow beings. For those of you who have played with it, you know. Holy monkeys. Talk about digging deep and roots not coming up very well. So why do you think they cut them off at the bottom and pull the stalk later or let it rot out? Which, ladies and gents, cannabis plants don't require a third of the water that is required of, say, cotton or other usable fibers. It's a pesticide... It almost completely pest proof. Also, same times. Good in water and soil. So, there are multitudes of ways that we can grow a lot of it. Let's just forget the fact that you can smoke it and it does things for you, or extracting the cannabinoids and other versions of alkaloids. And let's just go with raw stock and stems. Each stock is around two to three inches as a diameter. So around there, we're talking, let's just say four and a quarter of an inch. That's just by an inch. These things grow feet. So every 12 inches, we're talking about a violable 4 feet of usable material. Singular plant. So the more of these you grow all over the place, the better it is. And whilst granted, yes, water flow. Cool thing about cannabis plants is that their roots, as was previously ascertained and mentioned, are capable of cleaning the soil by pulling in heavy metals and nutrients, things that plants need to survive, but also releasing the water. Cool thing about cannabis plants is they have very fuzzy leaves, so they catch water pretty easy. I mean, they're a very dry, or dry arid proof plant. They don't need a whole lot to grow. And in factuality, if you just barely grow them, you still get materials. Like, if you barely grow a plant to fruition just for seed purposes, they will get good seeds. And then from those seeds, you can totally set them up and have them built into the walls. Uh, parts of the floor that you're not using. Underneath tables and desks. In a place where space is going to be of the utmost importance, we need to have good building material that we can use. We already know fibers work well. All we need to do is light some of that shit on fire, get some potash off of it, take the ash, mix it together with the carbon or with the broken down pieces of hemp fibers, and then light or mixing it with water, and boom, we get concrete. So now we have concrete we could totally be using. Even more amazing part is that with cannabis plants, you have wide usable areas for your plants to grow. And, at the same time, also have places that you can set things. 
Now, a really awesome part about cannabis fibers are that it's not only photoelectric, but it's also set up for uh, silica-based. Because there's an ass ton of silica in hemp fibers. Now, the cool part about the hemp fibers with large amounts of silica in them is that silica can then be condensed and used for crystals later on. And the really badass part about that is within those substructures that you are building with, you can create 3D printed images for all kinds of cool stuff. We're talking like wrenches, table sets, building materials, simple things that don't require a whole ass ton of pressure and uh, stability. We can set up cardboard boxes, stupid simple. Just a matter of using a glue, which the rosin that comes off the plants is a fucking beautiful glue. Not only that, but it's water resistant. And, I mean, theoretically, it can totally be set up to have even more cool shit going on with it if you heat it up and condense it. Moreover, though, think about it. As you're boring through rock, because let's be straight up and honest, well... Let me finish that real quick. So as you're boring through the rock, you can be injecting cannabis fibers in the hempcrete or concrete version. And as it is rotating, it's laying on a flat uh, surface of, say like three, four inches, or whatever the leeway is. And within that, you can then be printing out your tunnels as you go. Because, let's be real, right off the bat, we just need to be able to get in, set up a space, or set up a safe space that doesn't require a lot of resources to maintain. Anyways, and only one place, or a few places to have to worry about air pressurizing. Because there's always things you can do after you have the base foundation set up to make it more airtight. And to be fair, we should probably be looking into that immediately afterwards. First off, you need the materials. So, what have we all figured out? You can totally take and grow a bunch of cannabis fibers, or plants, in order to create usable and viable fibers for building tunnels, printable parts, which definitely should bring a couple 3D printers or... The, or the shit you would use to make 3D printers. Because if you think about it, you have to all these different pieces that go into a 3D printer that are being used to make stuff. As a, for instance, having the 3D printers set up with singular nozzles instead of multitudes, which you can totally work in together. It's just not a lot of people are fucking with it right now because... Material. We're working with materials that require rolls instead of, you know, just being able to split from one end and go into a few others. Have to have it at one roll. Because lots of rolls, it requires a lot of space. Also, it makes for fantastic 3D printers, you don't have to have a lot of room for them. Except for the like really big ones, in which case, obviously, but you're, you're, you're using a lot of space for it. Uh, so we figured it out, guys. Now, what's the next vial of problems got to be taken care of? Water. 
So, cool thing about water. When you electrify it, it turns back into water. Or when you heat it up, it turns back into water. From once it becomes a gas. And see, honestly, it's all about setting up at a place to be able to rely on itself. Not only that, but like, hemp seeds, as a for instance, because you make a lot of seeds, are very viable nutrition sources. Three tablespoons of hemp seeds is 10 grams of protein, right off the bat. I mean, shit, you don't even really need to worry about anything else after that, other than it's got like ass tons of amino acids. It's basically a perfect multivitamin. Stuff's great. Anyhow, so seeds, stems, stalks, and shit are usable stuff that a lot of people aren't going to use. You can eat the leaves. They're very nutritious, especially early leaves. Secondly, leaves are also good for extracting for the juices because they do have a small amount of the cannabinoids, just not a lot of THC until later on planting process, which a lot of people don't realize. Cannabis plants don't really have a lot of THC off the bat. I mean, they grow that at the end. Like the trichomes, THC crystals, they look like little mushrooms. I know you're... Yeah. So we're going to go down with a slow little idea here for a sec. Just throw it into being. You grow an ass ton of plants. You harvest the plants. You take the stalks. Or you only take the material that you need. And you leave a lot of leaves, branches, stalks, stem, everything. And the roots. You leave all of that. You just prune off the nooks. What happens? Can you just set it back to a previous time frame where it had less light and or more light so that way it could produce more vegetation and then convert it into flower? Might have that ass backwards. But anyways, anyway, what I'm saying is the colas are what have all the seeds, the stem or the buds and usable material that most people want. As well as the edible Minus the leaves. As I said, though, those are young leaves. Anyways, what if you just take the colas off and then leave everything there? So here you are. You got this bare-ass plant. No longer has any giant nugs on it. Just looks like it used to. Now imagine taking that plant and then regrowing the nugs and the seeds and the buds. And more leaves. It's tight. So to be fairly honest, you can take said materials that you're growing and reuse them and reuse them and reuse them and reuse them and reuse them. And we can get quick coffee tea. Because cannabis plants and the seeds are actually really good for like a drink. Like, not even joking, I'll straight up take the seeds and the leaves, grind them all up together, brew them in a tea, it's bomb. The downside is you get a lot of really strong 
Seeds? I, I, I can't even think of the word for them right now, but what the seeds are made out of. They do kind of get stuck in your teeth, and those things are really um, solid, and they don't break too hard, or they don't break well. It's, yeah, the one downside. But I mean, hell, if you take it, you put it into a t-ball, and then you go from there, you've got all this badass material that you can use. Alright, ladies and gents, so what are the main things that people from Mars need? They need to be able to go find a place, obviously, chill out and hang. Some of their spots, as I said, are not in the Bay Area of areas. And none of them are really close to where there's any amount of ice. So basically these are ass for places to do things. Actually, that's not a bad spot right there. Uh, I gotta get a better topical. So anyways, close to the northern pole of Mars. The cool part is, there's this like giant cliff, there we go. There's a big cliff, and it goes up for hundreds of feet. Around it are more cliffs. Right next to it, as a nice level surface with ice in it. Oh, weird fact. So, ladies, gents, fellow beings, let's just say that our planet, right? Or Mars, right? The sea level is going to go because you're going to melt all the majority of the ice and re put it back into the ground. Which, even at a third of the atmosphere, is still a lot of water is going to be retained. I mean, billions... Fuck. It's... Yeah. <laughs> More than trillions of gallons. Over time. So the first part... As I said, we have to find a place where we'll be able to convert ice into liquid water and hydrogen. And as we light on fire, it converts into a heating source that we can then burn more ice, as well as create and generate electricity. Because if you think about it, the cool part about burning hydrogen is you get steam as a byproduct. Whether it's chlorine-based, or if it has chlorine in it, or just regular H2O. Which, ladies and gents, please don't fall for the dihydrogen oxide deal. That's just dumb. Dihydrogen oxide is single hydrogen oxide dual oxygen. Yes, yeah, basically water. It's just slightly different water. It's not dangerous, won't kill you. Anyhow. Next up, we light 
said steam on fire. And with the burning and melting liquid ice, we can then run it into cooling system, or heating systems where it's reheated and then used for growing or drinking water. Because you want to melt it and you want to boil off all the impurities, which in itself, since it's in Mars, and the materials are different there, but still very similar. We gotta be careful there so we don't fuck up shit. Pause notes though. As long as you're close to liquid, or as long as you have access to ice, you can continually make more water. Granted, you're getting it at a much smaller variation of water than you would be getting by doing large quantities and not growing things with it. The extra growing things and consumption of water is where it really leads into being able to get more water. As, think about it. If you set up a giant well system that just goes straight down into a huge amount of ice and you superheat the ice inside of it, what's it going to do? Am I right? Yeah, because now you're boiling it and turning it into liquid water. Which... You can do a whole lot of amazing with. Speaking on, ladies and gentlemen, so remember, the universe does have good points when we all work together to make things happen. Think about this. How many places a day that you touch anything, and where did it come from? Odds are, for the majority of it, a factory or people, or people worked on it. Yes, people could technically make an ass-ton of pencils, let's say. But wouldn't it be easier to have a machine that can bore out a chunk, put another piece of lead in it, and then push it through, than having a person have to do that? Like, oh, fuck, I messed up on that drill. It went out the side. Oops, straight on down. There we go. Hells yeah. Full throw it in. <laughs> Happy 420 loads. <laughs> oh, it's on the other side. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, film beings, how was your 420 week? Was it tight? Was it pretty shit? What was deep? My 420 week, I did some excellent shit. I was able to help people out with their munchies as well as being able to help out and be productive elsewhere. Cool thing is, not only do you have 420, but you have 421. 429. Why not just celebrate 420? Up to 30. Just think about it, 429, 430. Alright. Yeah. Because in those moments, or in that mo in those moments, right? You have this time that you could just dedicate. What if the world were to just literally just take a ten minute break? Twice a day. Just straight up, not only but doing other breaks, but like a dedicated just 10 minute break to just relaxing, chilling, 
thinking about the greater universe and enjoying a cell or and enjoying something. You don't even have to go overboard. You can literally just take micros. I mean, at work, obviously, that's not a thing you should do. But, like, if you just got, like, an hour or something to kill, sure, why not? And for the most part, use of moderation, a lot of things last that long. If you take three to four hits of some good cannabis, you're going to be fucked for solid hours. Like, hours, hours. However, though, if you drink, like, say, three to four shots in a ten-minute period, you're also going to be pretty fucked up. What you could do, though, is set up your... Forgive Sorry, I just had a total awesome realization. Boring tunnels that you can use to go into the side of the mountains. As an example, here's a cool one. So imagine a giant boring machine. If you've never seen them, they're a giant cylinder or a giant cylinder rotating with tiny drills all over the place, burrowing through the rocks. Now, how awesome would it be to superheat said rocks before you take them? Or as you're boring, superheating them, like burning them. Very, very, very hot gas. Or even better yet, how about some fucking straight up water? I mean, yes, yet again, you need water, but could you not use raw hydrogen, chloride, and oxygen, and whatever else you get from Martian ice water? Because you're obviously going to get things, and as long as you superheat it to the point where it kills everything, you're good. And that's why I'm kind of worried about the whole drinking process. UV lights, like, come on. There's got to be some extra shit. Watch out for that big-ass old dude. Forgives, ladies and gents. Sorry about that. Uh, had to take a little sec. For you, that seemed like a very small amount of time. For me, that's felt like minutes. I think about that. Perspective, right? Everyone else's perspective is going to be slightly different from Earth to Mars. One, they're on Mars, obviously. So, majority of everything is going to be so much different. So, their perspective, their perspective of this reality is going to be that of a different variation than most of ours would be. I don't personally have to worry about a lack of oxygen. So for instance, other places, you got to worry about them. Funner fact of cannabis. Did you know it loves carbon dioxide? It loves carbon dioxide. Shit loves it. And when you put carbon dioxide into a cannabis plant, it blows the fuck up. And obviously not just a pure system to it. However, aren't we trying to get rid of chlorides anyways? Isn't there a way that you can take chlorides, compress it, heat it up, run it through a multilator, and then boom. And multilater is totally not the right word I'm thinking of. Or that is supposed to be. 
It's a glass ball that is rotating in hot water at particular temperatures in order to pull shit. Really cool science. Really, really cool science. Anyways, you can take liquid ice that you're getting from Mars that has now been superheated into the salty air form, because that's probably going to be a thing you have to worry about. And then chloride, as I said previously, not so great shit. However, taking the chloride, putting it into a container, condensing that shit, heating it up, and turning it into carbon dioxide, which then carbon dioxide can be turned into carbon nanodes, once condensed. And the cool thing about carbon anodes is carbon anodes actually can be used for splitting water in, in water. I mean, splitting water and turning into hydrogen oxygen molecules. Or hydrogen chloride molecules if you're using the ocean water as an instance. So yeah, ladies and gents, fellow beings, curiosity. What y'all think of this? Because, yeah. That's some good shit. Even better stuff. Check this. We have... 10 seconds almost. <laughs> for all of you that have been around this entire, for this time, I have to say thank you. I hope you got a good kick. Happy 420, motherfuckers! <laughs> Or 42 minutes. At this point in time, you have dealt with the old J-Man 42 minutes. By the way, happy 42. At this point in time, hell, you have a whole minute if you think about it. Because, as said, 42... Dot, dot, dot. 42, 22. 4-2. Some good vibes for all y'all out there. May life show the best options. May everything just go the way one projects. And may the karma of the universe help all y'all out. Because we all go through shit. For reals, for reals. But all together can make real awesome shit happen. And happy 43. Well, ladies, gentlemen, fellow beings, I do have to say that was a good little talk. Now, my curiosity for y'all is homework question for the day. What would you do if you had to be on Mars? Let's just say they took 30 million of us and just dumped us on a new planet. Barely the suits to survive. And that's why we're not being dumped on there right now, by the way. Is because it's not easy enough yet. The vast majority of us are only here for certain percentages of people to be taken care of. Think about this. Take a gas station. 
for instance. Why do people work at gas stations? Because we need gas, right? But not only gas, we also need convenient items. We need drinks, we need munchies, we need all this shit. Do the rich people need all this shit? The people in the ruling class or those who control us? Do they? By the way, they only control control our surroundings. We control our own fates. And that's the fun part. Anyways. We don't support them. We support those around us. And people that provide jobs... They are helping provide the service. But in the end, it's still you making, or it's still somebody there doing the job. Without a person doing the job, the job would not be done. People would not be able to get their convenient items. People wouldn't be able to get their foods. People wouldn't be able to get their anythings. Still faster than Burger King. Side note, ladies, gentlemen, fellow beings. The easier something is made to operate, the faster it can be done in repetition. The more things that require more motions, the longer it will take. If you have a piece of cardboard that is three layers with glue, you will need to take at most five steps to produce said cardboard, depending on length. But as I said, can be two five feet, or five motions. We should really think about those out there who are serving the greater good, and hardly even realizing it. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, your frontline workers are those who are there to help and inspire. These people that you deal with at a day-to-day, whether it be a convenience store, fast food store, place where you can even get your lumber. We people are all providing the ability for others to operate and do whatever actions they need to do or wish to do. If I were to say, how do we do a monetary system where your energy is equally set to whatever you need to make? Let's say, as a, for instance, you need to make a house. With your house, you need to have all the lumber, electrical, plumbing, yada, 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 yada. You have to go and pick up these materials that are harvested and made later, right? Why not just 3D print majority of those out of viable materials, such as cannabis? So instead of having huge buildings where we get pre-made processed materials from other places, why don't we just make them in-house? 3D printers are cool, but like manufacturing plants in general are where it's at. Being able to manufacture at high speeds will allocate the ability for people to actually do and build. 
How many of you would build a chair if you had the materials to build a chair? Like, let's just say somebody sends you a box, and in this box, you have all the material to build a chair. Now, these chairs could also be much more complicated projects. Like, instead of just chairs, you can get all the materials to build a car, or a desk, or multitudes of objects. How many of you would actually go for such a thing? Now think, if we were to legwork a little bit of it to ourselves, you can manufacture at local industries and then set them up later for others. Like as for instance, let's say you want a chair but you don't want to build it yourself. Somebody who has a box that you can build a chair out of goes, okay, fuck it, I'll build a box, I'll build a chair. Goes to your place, builds your chair, good to go. This opens up opportunities for people to be able to outsource their abilities. Because whilst not always do they really need their help or need help with their chair being built, sometimes they just want the chair built so they can easily access it. When you don't need the chair, you can take it apart if you so desire. Most people won't do that, though. Most people will do other deals. Anyways, ladies, gents, fellow beings, it's been good. I appreciate everybody's uh, thought processes or idealisms. Mostly their time. A little bit of time to spread some wisdom. monkeys yep that's the uh, old smell of ruse saying time to bounce out so y'all have a good rest of your evening morning afternoon day whatever it may be for you and may not only the day the week the month the lifetime be well you've been listening to can it be news this is a j-man signing off we'll catch you on the next peace